Hello and welcome to another episode of the Blitz Package over on Arrowhead Addict and Blog Talk Radio. Today we are going to be talking about the game where the Chiefs completely threw up on themselves, especially on the defensive side, and lost to the New York Jets. What do you guys think? Oh, this is starting to get kind of old. What did you think about losing to the, one of the worst teams in the league? Uh, I think at some point you are the that worst team in the league if you keep losing to them. I mean, I th- I thought we would win this week. I you know I kept saying we're not as bad as that is. We can't be that bad. We're that bad. I mean, just flat out, we're that bad. This has been worse than the 2012 season. Because at least in the 2012 season, I knew we were going to suck. Everybody knew we were going to suck. You looked at that roster and went, <laughs> that's not going to be any good. This, I look at the roster and I'm like, how are you this bad? How? How? You have all these guys. I could rattle off half the roster and you'd say, oh, yeah, that's a good team. But they're not. And it starts at the top with Andy Reid where they have no discipline, no accountability, and they're just flat out stupid. I mean, who blows over the center on a field goal that's a 35-yard field goal? He's going to make it. You're not going to block it. What are you doing? We'd have got the ball back with four minutes left, and we'd have won the game. And then Nelson holding. At least pretend like you didn't tackle the guy. I mean, and it's not even like you were burnt and you were saving a touchdown because they were throwing to him, so it was you had to save the touchdown. No, you he they weren't throwing to him, and you tackled him for no reason twice. And then Peters throws the flag up in the air, walks off the field. Not one person thinks, did he get injected? Hey, hey, the refs didn't say he got ejected. Did anybody ask? Did he get ejected? Nope. Everybody just went, oh, we thought he got ejected. Really? There's like a hundred people on the chief sidelines. Not one person. Not one. No accountability. No discipline. And it's just a disgrace right now. And I don't think you can pick them to win a game the rest of the year at this point because until they show me they're not this bad, they're this bad. Because the offense has had garbage games. Now the defense is playing garbage. Nothing tells me they're both going to play good on the same night. So, I mean, they're to that point where if at some point if you keep losing to the bad teams, you are the bad team. And I think they're to that point where they are the bad team for one of a million reasons. But... Oh, it's frustrating as heck watching that game, and it, it it it's so frustrating and so old that I wasn't even surprised. I watched the guy plow over the kicker and them get another field goal or them get another chance. And went no, that's that's about right. That doesn't surprise me, and it's something new every week. They find a new way to lose every single week, and the offense played great. I'm not going to dog the offense too much. Except for the third straight game in a row, they had the ball in their hands with time on the clock on the last drive to go down and win it, and they didn't do it. They put up 31 points. That should have been enough to win. Definitely this game's on the defense more, but you had the ball in your hand with a chance to win, and you didn't win it. And you're going to have to do that in the playoffs if you want to go anywhere. There's going to be a game or two where last team with the ball wins. And at this point, we won't win. If we're down seven with 
under three to go. We're not going to tie it. That's just how it is. And it was the worst possible scenario. We lost the game, and Smith had a great game, which means you will not see Patrick Mahomes play one snap the rest of this season unless Alex Smith gets hurt. Not in cleanup, not in dirty, nothing. He will not take one single snap unless Alex Smith gets hurt. And you lost. So it was a complete lose-lose. Chris, you agree with me? I'm. Uh, let me wipe these tears away real quick. Uh, <laughs> my goodness, you know I wasn't. I wasn't bashful. I thought the Chiefs were going to win this game. I wanted the Jets to win this game because I wanted that change of quarterback, and I felt like uh, if it didn't happen this next week, that it was one game closer. <clears throat> um. You're exactly right. We will not see Patrick Mahomes. That narrative needs to stop. Uh, the only way he sees the field if Alex Smith gets hurt, and uh, he doesn't do that often. Um, he's fighting for uh, the rest of his career. I doubt he's going to let anybody know if he's hurt anyway, unless it's just a, a broken leg or something like that. So so it's sad. Uh, that was the worst. Uh, that was, to me, that was the worst loss I've seen in a long time to to have that flip where the offense comes back a little. I'm not going to say uh, I'm not going to say they were the Chiefs at the beginning of the season, but uh, but it it was uh, it was pitiful. And uh, we were talking before the show where I have I have gone from just kind of laughing these losses off like, wow, to, I'm back to, back to angry. Um, we have <clears throat> we have a defense that just simply doesn't care. Um, you know, I, I know I think the both of you guys uh, have have talked fairly highly on Frank Zombo and uh, he's he was a fine definition of somebody who did not want to play football yesterday. Um, he had time after time after time the uh, tackle he could have man he could have blown up McCown um and and just didn't and it ended up hurting us he stopped he pulled up um you know there in the uh, I think it was the first quarter he went after he went after uh McCown threw the ball his his way and uh guy looks like a, a kindergartner out there running with his head down and his arms to his side just just lackadaisically chasing him around um, you know, the secondary was a big story, man. This is the Oakland 2.0. Uh, we, uh, we did absolutely everything wrong and nothing right on defense. Um, there's, uh, there's no heart, uh, on that defense. There's no leader that I can see, um, mistake after mistake after mistake. And it's not just this game it's all season there's really only been one person that's gotten that's shown any emotion out there whatsoever um uh no, to me there's no leadership from houston there's no leadership from from johnson after that first holding call on nelson on that last drive somebody should have gone and slapped him in the helmet and been like dude it's the jets you know don't don't hold on to him don't touch him we'll be fine let us get out of here with a win. Um, and, uh, you know, 
I don't see I don't see heart. I think it's a losing culture in that locker room now. Um, you know, with uh, all due respect to Tom Bahali, him coming out and uh, trying to encourage the fans to stay positive. <laughs> um, and and I'm I'm uh, what I would call uh, slightly Twitter friends with this fella. Um, I like him a lot, but uh, the cojones on that man. <laughs> Uh, for a defensive player to come and tell us to be patient um, and uh, and to stay encouraged after what we saw, that was uh, that was the most pitiful excuse for a defense um, that perhaps I've ever seen from the from the Chiefs. It, it's uh, this game sickens me more than the Oakland game from the the last drive in that game. Um, <clears throat> No, there's no discipline. Uh, I don't. I don't know how. How if you're Benny Logan, I, I, I don't know how you could have slept up last night. Um, that. Uh, I mean that that call. That penalty was bigger than the Nelson penalties, in my opinion. The Nelson penalties wouldn't have happened if he hadn't have done what he did. Um, it's just. Uh, uh, when you have players coming out pleading with your fans to stick with them and you have different coaches making, making calls, uh, you know, like, like Matt calling the offense or supposedly calling the offense, um, that pretty much tells you that, uh, that your team sucks. You know, winning teams don't do that. The Patriots aren't making coaching changes and, uh, and, uh, they're not, uh, they're not pleading for, uh, for support. And, um, you know, I guess uh, we can be thankful that we're not the Denver Broncos, but uh, I don't know, man. I think the Chiefs are kind of the laughing stock of the uh, NFL at the moment. Just uh, severely disappointed in them. What do you think, Travis? <sighs> All right. So, like you said, no discipline, no accountability, no leadership. But there's also no identity. There's no consistency to either side of the ball. We, we don't get both sides playing well in the same game. You know, the first five games, the offense was lights out, and the defense couldn't stop a kindergarten group. Week six, the defense held their own for the most part. I mean, you know, there was, there was some yards given up, but they kept the Steelers once again under 20 points, and the offense couldn't do it. Um, you know, we, we, we had a good offensive showing against Oakland defense, like you said, 2.0 for this game, a lot of penalties at the end, couldn't stop anything, but in between Oakland and this game, it's been primarily on the offense. Just couldn't do anything, especially these last two weeks. The defense has looked a lot better. I'd even go all the way back to Dallas game right before the bye week Yeah, we gave up 28 points, but. I mean, you held the best runner to, or one of the best runners to 3.4 yards per carry. That was the start of the, um, you know, Bob Sutton making a change to the defense. And I thought that was, I thought that was really a good change, but I feel like we went backwards this game with that exact change. Uh, we, we saw Derek Johnson getting more snaps than Raglan and KPL. I, I I don't understand that, and it kind of Britt's gonna love this. 
but when you look at this defense, we're talking about the accountability, the discipline, the the stupid mistakes, the stupid penalties. We got guys in the wrong coverages. We we got guys that are running into each other. We got guys that are quitting on plays. That that kind of stuff did not happen nearly as often at least with Eric Berry around and I can hear you laughing. I know you knew it was coming. <laughs> Eric Berry was whether I don't care what you what you think, Britt, about Eric Berry. Eric Berry was the life and soul of this defense. There there is no doubt in my mind that he is the number one leader on this defense. Everyone could talk about Derek Johnson or Justin Houston. Eric Berry is the true leader on this defense. And without out him out there, one of one of the biggest issues in Marcus Peters, Eric Berry was really the only one that kept him accountable. Was the one to go over there and slam his helmet against him when he punted that that ball against Atlanta last year. Just the stupid penalties. And we, we talk about how Marcus Peters is out of control has no discipline. And yes, that that does go back to the coaching staff. There is absolutely no discipline on either side of the ball. And it's it's pathetic to watch. And especially with all of the penalties on both sides. It's pitiful. This team has no identity, no consistency, no leadership. I mean, I mean, we like you said, the Broncos may have a worse record. I don't we have the most undisciplined team and the most probably just chaotic team at this point. It's pitiful. And don't don't get me wrong. Eric, I'm not a big fan of Eric Berry's play on the field. I think he's overrated. But in terms of leadership, I agree with you 100%. I mean, I said that was the one thing. If you want to tell me he was worth big money, you can tell me he's a leader because – like you said, the Peters, when he punted the ball, the first guy up in his face was Eric Berry right there. And I don't think he would have thrown the flag because I think Eric Berry would have got in Nelson's face after the first one and said, don't be a beep. He wouldn't have held the second time. So that wouldn't have even been a flag to make Peters mad to throw it in the first place. Logan wouldn't have smashed the guy because Berry would have stepped up and said, scoot over, don't don't hit the center. But then my question is, where is Eric Berry? Every week when I watch a Packer game, Aaron Rodgers is sitting right there on the sideline. Watch a Texans game, J.J. Watts, right there on the sideline. Where's Eric Berry? Last time I checked, an Achilles injury, you get a surgery, you're up walking around in like two weeks. And... I'm asking you to come to a football game for three hours on Sunday and be a coach. When Peters comes off the field, when anybody comes off the field, I'm sorry. They're going we all we all see it, and Bill Moss even said it on the radio this morning on six ten. He said Eric Berry means more than Andy Reid. They listen to Eric Berry long before they listen to Andy Reid. Yeah. You know, when when you see Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines, 
the first thing when that backup quarterback comes off the field is Aaron Rodgers sitting right next to him, looking at the plays, telling him what he sees from somebody that was just playing two weeks ago, you know, not a coach who hasn't played football and who knows how long and maybe never even played NFL quarterback or whatever. No, it's Aaron Rodgers right next to you. Why can't Eric Berry be on the sidelines to get these guys, give them rah-rah speeches in the locker room, rah-rah speeches on the sideline, don't let them. Eric Berry wouldn't let these guys dip their heads. Eric Berry wouldn't let them come off the field just whatever, like we see him all do. He would be in their face. And I completely believe he would be in their face, and he is that leader. But then at the same time, where are you? You can't lead from your couch. I know. I yell at the TV and they don't listen to me. So <laughs> Eric Berry should be at games. I, I, I heard somewhere today maybe it's against the rules for IR guys to travel. Okay, fine. It's illegal for him to travel. It ain't illegal to be at home because, like I said, I see Aaron Rodgers and J.J. Watt and stuff all, all year, and they're both on IR and can't play, so... What's his excuse? Unless he's he's a leader on the field when he's playing, but he's not really leader leader because when it counts, when it's you're not playing, but we still need you leader, you aren't there. And it's like frustrating it because long. I think he would help, but he's not there. I feel like it hasn't been that long since we saw Eric Berry on the sideline. Like I, I, re- game, I have like, memories of. Game. Him being there. I think he was at the Redskin game. I remember seeing him because I think I was at that was the Monday night game and they showed a they showed a shot of him on the sidelines on the big screen and everybody cheered real loud. But I, I haven't seen him past that one game. I'm not I'm not for sure if he's been there <clears throat> at home games since then or not. I, I think you're right. It was the Washington game. You know, <clears throat> Eric Berry I uh I agree with a lot of what you said, Britt, but the Chiefs record would be different now. Um, I think we would still be talking about how the Chiefs have serious problems. But um, he's a playmaker um, by far. He's probably, I mean, he's right up there with Peters in Houston. He is a playmaker. He was a playmaker I, last year. I I, I, think, I remember leading up to his contract talks before going into last year. The thing everybody said about him was he wasn't he didn't make the big plays. He only had like five interceptions or something. Now that was the knock on. Okay, I'll bite on that. But to they always not that not that an interception ever comes at a bad time, but. They seem to always come at a good time, especially last year. And this is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. Um, but it, I do agree with you on, on the leadership. Uh, he, uh, But I, I could see him throwing that flag after after the, the season that the Chiefs have been having. I could see Barry throwing that flag. Listen, Peter's got so much hate. Um after the game, social media, fans are so, you know, there are plenty of reasons, and every fan has a different reason. 
There's a lot of people that are mad at him about his stance on the national anthem. There's a lot of people that are mad at him because he's buddies and family members and hangs out with Marshawn Lynch. There's a lot of people that are mad at him because he has an attitude and he plays with a chip on his shoulder and he's, some people call him a thug, but nobody should be mad at him for anything that he did in yesterday's game. Um, I'm not. And, and, and listen, I do think that our kids look at these guys as role models, but, uh, um, Marcus Peters is the only guy out there since Barry isn't, he's the only guy out there that shows any type of emotion whatsoever. And if our fans can't appreciate that, you gotta, you gotta put your differences with this man that none of us have ever met personally or spent time with personally, at least, um, there is a, uh, this guy's the best guy you have in secondary. He's the best guy the Chiefs have had in quite some time in the secondary, barring Peter or Barry. Um, I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with him throwing that flag. I'm okay. Listen, if you're okay with Travis Kelsey throwing the flag last year, you cannot say a damn word about throwing a flag in that game yesterday just because it isn't Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey does it. We all laugh. You have a few people that are like, he needs to grow up. He's hurting this team, blah, blah, blah. We've all heard the talk on Kelsey and his attitude and the fact that he's playing like he's a kid still. Well, you know what? That that seemed to pump people up. The only problem with, with when Peter, Peter should have thrown that flag sometime around midway through the second quarter, not the end of the game. Not when it was not when it was over. That that issue had nothing to do with the outcome of the game, and and if Marcus Peters comes out and he's the only one that's throwing his arms around, that's showing showing that he is aggravated at the way that his defense is playing, I don't see any emotion from anybody. You hit on it. Everybody just walks off the field. Everybody just walks off. Oh man, shucks. They've got this all shucks attitude that they're just, oh, well, they got us. <laughs> Maybe next time. Well, 13 out of 20 times we got burned on third down. It, the defense was horrible. Just absolutely horrible. I'm having a hard time making sure that this is clean, fellas. <laughs> um. Peter shouldn't get any of the hate. If you're going to be mad at somebody, be mad at Bob Sutton. Be mad at Nelson. Be mad at Benny Logan. Yeah, I mean, what Peters did wasn't smart. I I don't like that he did it. But in the same way I didn't like Kelsey did it, it didn't hurt anything. I'm not saying you should cut him or he's a big deal because of it. It was stupid. He shouldn't have done it. But he did. It's what you sign up for when you got Peters. Same way with Kelsey. He's going to do stupid stuff every now and then. But you know what? When you're that good, I I deal with you doing stupid stuff every now and then. Same thing with Peters. He's that good. I'm going to deal with stupid stuff every now and then. He didn't do anything dirty. He didn't pull a gronk or anything like that. So, yeah, I don't agree with it. I don't think it was smart. I didn't like it. But it's one play. The rest of the game, he played perfectly good. And so, okay, you made a mistake. I would fine him if I was the Chiefs or the league. If 
fine him 20 grand or whatever piddly pocket change he has in his pocket and go on down the road. No big deal. He didn't throw it at the ref. He threw it way up in the stands. Shoot, that guy's probably happy he threw it in the stands because he's got the best souvenir ever. And go on down the road. No big deal. Travis, what do you think? When it comes to the Peters thing, I, I don't I don't understand the negative uh, after yesterday. I think that the people that want to complain about Marcus Peters are the and I'm not trying to bring us into this discussion by any means or you know express my opinion on either side, but I feel like the people that are attacking Peters on social media, it's it's not about that flag. It's not about him throwing it out into the stands. It has nothing to do with Marcus Peters knowing Marshawn Lynch or being close to him or family with him or whatever it is. It, it does. It has something to do with the national anthem, and people are using that to further their argument on why he's a piece of crap. And it, it's... It's frustrating because, you know, we, we finally we finally have kind of seen the National Anthem whole whole problem, or if you want to call it, uh, kind of go out the window. There, you know, there's been sit-downs, whatever. Moving on. I think people are using that just to further that agenda. And they already have a hate for the guy, so they're, they're expressing it even deeper. Anything he does. And that goes for the same people that want to sit here and say that Marcus Peters doesn't tackle. He doesn't put down big hits. Marcus Peters never did put down big hits. You guys act like Marcus Peters going for a strip almost every tackle is something new. This is what he's done for the last few years since he came into the league. The only difference is there was a couple more fumbles the last couple. But he's making an attempt 100% every play, especially lately. I've seen him multiple times make plays in the backfield. In fact, he had a play in the backfield this last game. Yeah, He's doing really well at setting the edge, which a lot of corners actually tend to suck at. Peters does a pretty good job at setting the edge against the run game. All of this stuff about Marcus Peters is people that already hated the guy. If you didn't hate Marcus Peters for the National Anthem protests, for being friends with Marshawn Lynch, which why does it matter who he's friends with outside of the game? We, we see plenty of guys shake hands after the game with rivalry teams. It's all to further their agenda that they already hate the guy. And it's, it's, it's frustrating. It's annoying. I don't want to see it. If you're sitting here trying to tell me that Marcus Peters isn't playing, you're not watching the same game as I am. I, and I'm not, I'm not going to call you names or anything, and that was a big miscommunication in an argument on Twitter. But I agreed with the comment. If you're not... If you're sitting here saying that Marcus Peters is not making tackles, is not attempting anything or just being lazy, you're not watching the same game. In fact, 
like you just said, he's the only guy that's got some heart out there. Yeah. Everyone else, like you both said, is walking off the field, shrugging their shoulders. There's no fire on that defense. Shoot, there hasn't been fire on the offensive side either, but I don't see any of them, you know, wanting to cut Kelsey. Especially in the, what was it, in the playoffs against the Steelers where he completely shoved the guy to the ground? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I, I heard, I did it, I said it last night in our Arrowhead chat, and then I heard it multiple times on the radio today. People compared yesterday's game to the Monday Night Meltdown back in the 90s. And the one thing you could say about the Monday night meltdown, the guys were pissed. Yeah. They were angry. It 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 pissed them off. So they drilled people. They yeah, Derek Thomas went nuts and he smashed people for an entire game and got like four penalties. But at least you cared enough to smash people. Like that's what I Eric Berry maybe would have thrown the flag. No, Eric Berry would have lit somebody up. The maybe late. Nice play. Maybe late. I don't know. And frankly, at that point, I wouldn't care. But he would have lit somebody up because that's what you do on defense. If you get pissed on defense, you find somebody and you knock them out. Because that's what, guess what? As a defense, it's the only job in the world where, well, outside of boxing and UFC or whatever, where you get to hit somebody as hard as you want, and it's legal. Maybe That's they what just you need do. To allow fighting like they do in hockey. Five our penalty. guys, our guys just don't, you know, don't care. They don't, they don't fight back. They don't hit hard. The only other guy that ever shows emotion is Roches whenever he gets a tackle once out of every 50 plays and then celebrates like he won the game. That man could be. <laughs> which, which at this point is. He can be look fired stupid. up about anything. <laughs> which at this I, point, it just makes you it. look stupid. Like he seriously did it. They went no, on I a 15 it. play drive and he gets one tackle and he celebrates for 10 minutes like he just broke the all time sack record. <laughs> it's like, dude. With, a, with us talking about how. There is no fire, no spark on this defense. I will take it. If, if Even if he's not having a great game or, you know, I, I feel like he's pretty much what he was last year. You know, we had some higher expectation, especially since he put on some weight. He had a good preseason. And he's, he's pretty much what he was last year. That's not a knock on him. But that's, that's who he is. And if... You want to celebrate and treat a tackle behind the line like you just got a, you know, forced a fumble and took it back for a touchdown? Be my guest. I want more of that from the rest of the team. Because maybe then, once we start seeing some emotion from a few other guys, it'll hopefully get some of the other guys to get hyped up. But At it least doesn't. he's hyped. But, but it doesn't. But that's the thing. Like, it's one thing if, if if he would walk up to to Justin Houston and give him a shove and point like that's what you should be doing right there. That right there. Okay, I got that. Not to the other team sideline. Yeah, look at me, I made a tackle. Because from the other team sideline, like, uh, dude, yeah, scoreboard. Good job. You know. You use your like I said, I, I want fire, but at the same time, it's like a corner that celebrates 
because the pass was 15 yards overthrown. Well, you just look stupid. <laughs> That's not that. fire. You just look stupid. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna contradict myself here real quick. <clears throat> um, before we move on, I I don't I don't mind the celebrating after the tackle. <clears throat> the only reason why I don't is because it's on the defensive side. And we need something over there. Um, at the same time, I was extremely happy that we didn't get a two-step by Travis Kelsey. There was no celebration other than good job, pat on the back, a couple chest bumps, stuff like that. Um, because like the week before with the uh, epic photograph, the epic selfie that Albert Wilson and, and others took part of. Let's not celebrate when we're struggling. Uh, there's no reason. Okay, you scored a touchdown, but uh, but you're, you scored a touchdown on one of the worst playing teams in, in, in the league at the moment. Let's not celebrate. Let's not act like we're something that we aren't. Uh, it's, it's, there has to be somebody other than Marcus Peters out there that is getting fired up. What I would have, I would have loved to have woke up this morning and the headline was not the chiefs getting beat by the jets. The headline was that the chiefs are in serious trouble because they destroyed the jets locker room out of anger, you know, or they went out and they pushed their bus over something, something, something to say, Okay, they're they're at, they're they are upset. That would have changed the narrative in this um, podcast. That would change the narrative of where a many of us would think. Okay, where is this team going to go? What's going to happen next week, guys? <laughs> We're going to get our butts kicked again. Why? Because nothing's going to change. There's still not going to be any heart. There's not. There hasn't been anything. Um, that has happened to make anybody think any differently. And if Las Vegas picks Kansas City to win next week, I'm going to have to start throwing some money down. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, and that and that that all comes from the head coach, who you know, again today, my responsibility, my fault. Got to play better. They played great. Got to do better. <laughs> all all fields. Got to do better. Saw some good things. Saw some bad things. Got to get better. Look forward to the challenge. That's See you next week. Right. You're pretty good. Pretty you know, good, Britt. You know, it, okay. Well, the coach doesn't care. The players obviously don't care because, heck, I'm not getting yelled at. Coach doesn't give a crap what I do. Not one person on, like, every Chiefs fan in the world is pulling their hat, screaming to death, and all they want is one person to freaking agree with us. <laughs> like, can one person act like you care as much as I do? Just one. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we got time for one more thing before we split the segment, and I think this is probably the best one that can fit in that area. Um, do you think that it is more? Uh, is it scheme related? Is this team just? 
not as good as we thought it was? Is it discipline? What What is, the, you know, okay, let's take discipline out of there because we think that's probably the biggest one. Is it the roster or is it schemes? Were we just not as good as we thought we were, especially on the defensive side? I'll Go take, ahead, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I don't think we're any good. Um, and that's very hard. Um, being a fan, it's very hard to say. As a fan, I, uh, I find myself rooting for every single Chiefs player. And, uh, and the, one of the things that I've always liked about the Chiefs is they seem to really try to keep the guys together. Um, there's, there are some years that there's a lot of turnaround, but for the most part, it seems like we're going to keep, we're going to try our best to keep this squad together as long as we can afford this squad as they progress, as they get better, and as they're worth more money, things will change. Um, but I just don't think, you know, at the beginning of the year, I had picked uh, the Chiefs to go to 11 and 5, go further in the playoffs. I am now wrong. Um, and, and I was one of the ones that, uh, was different from a lot of the quote unquote experts out there. Um, and I remember writing articles. I wrote articles, um, arguing the fact like how on earth are they thinking that the chiefs are going to finish third in the division or last in the division? What are they thinking about the chargers? And now I have to question myself on what I actually think I know due to the fact that it took them 13 weeks to, to become right. So I, I was correct for a while, but I just, I love Chris Jones, but he hasn't shown me that he deserves to start on any other quality defense. Um, I, I love, I love the guys on our defense. Most of them, um, you know, I won't name any any names other than Philip Gaines, but uh, we don't. I just don't think that we have. I don't think we have the talent to do what Andy Reid wants to do, and I think the fact that I think starting five and zero may have hurt us in the long run. I think that changed some things with Andy. I think it changed some things with the way we operate and we're not that good you cannot have a, a greatest show on turf type offense with one wide receiver um if you're going to have that type of offense you have to commit to to um to the running game and you have to make sure that that running game works um greatest show on turf wasn't just through the air it was on turf. Um, we don't have that team. We don't have that offensive line. Um, watching the game, Mitch Morse goes down. Mitch Morse, this is a huge loss. Is it? I know those are ballsy words that I'm saying, but is it? Is it that big? Because we haven't done anything. Kareem Hunt's first run is exactly what Kareem Hunt has been faced with since week four, five. Um, I mean, he 
does not have the ball secured by the time the defensive line, they, even if they didn't want to tackle him, he'd be tackled because they're right. They're adding, they're at his throat already. Uh, the offensive line has no push. Um, I am a personal fan of some of those guys, but maybe they're not as good as I think. And that's hard. No matter whether you're watching baseball, college sports, professionals, any type of professional sport, sometimes you have to check yourself as a fan and think, is this guy that I'm rooting for? Is this guy that I'm mad that they're talking about trading away or they're, I'm, they're talking about, is he as good as I value him as a fan? Um, I'm sure one of, I know one of the two of you guys is going to disagree with me on this and you guys are going to go with scheme if not both of you, but I don't think, I think we have some amazing talent on our team. There's no question who Kelsey is. There's no question who Tyreek Hill is. There's no question who Patrick Mahomes, oh, whoops. Uh, There's no question who, who Marcus Peters is or Justin Houston. We've got, we've got some guys that, um, yes, with the addition of some quality football players to this football team, we could do some really amazing things, but we just don't have it. Britt said it at the very beginning. Are we better than the Giants? Are we? Are we better than the Bills? Are we better than the Jets? Because as a fan, I'm like, we should have smoked all three of those teams. After three weeks, well, should we have? Yeah, I mean, because... I think the most important thing, and I know I know I'm going long, guys. The most important thing for fans to get out of their head is to forget about the first five weeks of the season. The first five weeks don't mean anything. Not to us. Not to the Green Bay Packers. Not to the Minnesota Vikings. Not to the Chargers. Not to the Raiders. Nobody. We're in week. The season's almost done. The first five weeks don't matter. We're sitting at six and six. You take those five wins and you spread them throughout the season. Okay. And this is a little test. Take those five wins at the beginning of the season and spread them throughout. Okay. Week one, week four, week five, week seven, week nine, week 11. And you sprinkle in all those losses. What is everybody saying, including us fans, diehard fans that love this team? that spend way more time talking about this team, writing about this team, watching this team, what would we say? We suck. But fans keep going back to the first five weeks. I think Andy Reid keeps going back to the first five weeks. Kareem Hunt, Alex Smith, Marcus Peters, Justin Houston, Derek, they all do. They all keep going to the first five weeks. Look what we did then. It doesn't matter that we beat the New England Patriots. It doesn't matter that we beat the Philadelphia Eagles. If you spread those around, if we beat the New England Patriots in between losses to the Bills and the Jets, that win against the Patriots doesn't mean jack crap. And and I think that's very important to remember. We are who we are. I'll go back. What have you done for us lately? The Chiefs have shown that... If we played the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Browns would beat us. At this at this juncture, this that's where we're at. And why on earth would anybody argue with? Because you don't have proof. 
Those wins don't matter. I don't think we have the talent. Um, I don't see us winning the division, and I honestly don't see us. I mean, it, it'll be. I would be surprised. I'll say it right now. I'll be surprised if we if we uh, if we make the playoffs. If we can't beat the Jets, the Bills, the Giants, then and we've already gotten beat by the Raiders, then what makes me think that we can beat the Raiders again? What makes me think that we can uh, hold on to a lead against the Chargers now? They're playing much better. They seem to have found themselves. We uh, Chiefs can't find anybody. So, Britt, bring me I had on. a few. I had a feeling Chris might go on a little rant. That's why I let him go first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's it's a little both a scheme and, and players. I think on offense, it's one player and play calling, which I think if you take out Alex Smith, insert Patrick Mahomes, I think that honestly fixes about everything on the offensive side. He goes deep more. The defense can't stack nine in the box. That leaves open running lanes. And the offensive line's not having to block eight guys every play. I think the offense would be fine. Defense, I think it's a combination because the players, DJ's old and done. Tom was old and done. Your secondary's just not good outside of Peters. The rest of them just flat out aren't that good. And then on the line, you got Raglan, not Raglan, uh, Logan, who's fine, but then you got undersized. You're trying to run a 3-4, but you don't have 3-4 guys. You don't have 3-4 is designed for three big fat guys to take up the five linemen blocking. So the the four linebackers can do whatever they want. That's what it's designed for. We have one big fat guy, two tweeners between DNs and outside linebackers, and they get manhandled by they're getting manhandled by one line by one guy. I think they're good players, and I think in a different scheme they would be good. But with the holes we have in the secondary and Johnson and Ali, I think that makes us where I don't know if any scheme would work. The scheme we have now is not good and should be changed. But then the talent at the same time is so bad that I don't know if any scheme would be good with it. We went for it one last year with the old guys. It didn't work. Next year, half the team is going to be different, and it'll be Sutton's going to be gone. So we'll see what next year brings. But this year, it was just bad luck with players, bad scheme with the players you got, and it was doomed. <laughs> Travis finishes. Yeah, I kind of think uh, a little of the same. Um I, I definitely think that there's been some schematical issues. Um, I thought we had fixed some of that uh, for a little bit at least. But that also kind of goes into who's getting the, the snaps more. Derek Johnson saw more snaps than Raglan and KPL, which I think is a mistake. But DJ isn't who he used to be. He, you know, He's still not even a year from his injury. Um, but I still think it's more mental errors than it is physical um chris jones is not playing even to his rookie standards um nelson and mitchell who finished off the year last year extremely well are looking to have hit the ceiling and dropped a peg or two um bailey is not as good as we 
wanted him to be come back from injury. Sorensen, like I said last year, I think is overrated. I think that he's been exposed now that Barry is out, and he's not doing just little jobs. He's being expected to do more, and offenses have been able to pick him apart. And I think that Logan's good against the run, but we all knew coming in that that's what he was for. He wasn't meant to be a pass rusher. Houston, I feel, has done fine. Same with Peters. Same with Parker. I think those three guys have done solid. I think that Houston has no help around him, just like Peters. I think that, especially for Houston, no one's on the other side. He's constantly being used to put into coverage, to fill gaps. So that's, that's where I see a schematical issue and a personnel issue. D Ford's been a non-factor even when on the field. He wasn't that great. You know, everyone wants to talk about, oh, he looked faster off the line. He always had a quick first step. He's not that good, especially for a first-round pick who's had four years in the system sitting behind two really good players. Tom Bahali, I think, still has some gas in the tank. But they're saving him for the quote-unquote playoffs. I don't think he was ever hurt. I think they're preserving his knees. So the whole bringing up, you know, what he said right before camp and then he wasn't there, that's on the coaches. That's not him not being healthy. It's them saving him for a playoff run, which we don't even know will happen anymore. Playoffs? You want to talk about playoffs? (laughs) So I think there's there's both. I think Raglan is coming along looking great. I think he's done a really solid job the last few games since he's been getting more snaps. And I, I, I just have to agree. I, th- I think it's a mixture of both. But that's all we're going to talk about for this episode. Um, we're going to hit stop and then record again to do the second segment. So we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.